What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Entertainment Rebooted. My name is Matt Bermuka, and I'm going to be your host today. And today we are going to be talking about Paramore's new album, This Is Why. But I'm not flying solo. They barely let me behind the board. I am joined by Elliot McNeely. Hello. And Matthew Hordoski. What's up? I said your name wrong. I'm sorry. Can you correct me right now? It's Hordoski. Hordoski. But yeah. again, I don't care. I, I spent 20 years of my of my teachers uh, mispronouncing my last name. It's okay. Me too. I've had uh, my last name's Pramuka. I've had people call it uh, call me Peter before. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty far off. But anyway, yeah. back to what we're here to talk about. This is why Paramore's brand new album. 10 tracks, 36 minutes and 12 seconds. It is their first album in nearly six years. And a fun fact I didn't know about that, the title track, This Is Why, was their first chart topper huh, two I weeks also, ago. It was their first chart topper in their band's history. I was going to say, I also did not know that, which is surprising because I have followed them for quite a while. I know. You, interesting. It's one of those things where like you always think like, like oh they had to have had oh, they've had before. to have had some they've yeah. been relevant for so long they have to have one song at least like at least like I at don't know least, ain't it fun or something it, like something like that, you'd expect right? it exactly but no that was their first chart topper on this song but anyway like we said first album in nearly six years only ten tracks do you guys have any initial thoughts on the album I actually really enjoyed it I know there was some some people didn't enjoy it as much because it did sound more poppy but I feel like they did make the change kind of well like. It did remind me a little bit of After Laughter with the more pop, but it also was a little bit reminiscent of some of their older stuff. And also, I could kind of pick up on like some of the vibes of Haley's solo career, especially near like the end of the album. Oh, I, I agree completely. I was actually surprised to see I, most of the reviews I saw of it. What well, by reviews I mean like perusing Twitter. Yeah, but you know that's that's my only crowdsourcing uh, information. I don't have a Gallup poll or anything. No, but no yeah. I saw most people really liked it, and I was looking up some actual like critic reviews. Uh, most of them were very positive, but then like the first one I saw for some reason was Pitchfork. And I, it think, was, I, was, I think Pitchfork said it was, it was like, it was like bad, 6.3 but... out of 10, and I'm like, am I about to say some like incredibly unpopular things on this podcast? No, I, w- I was worried about that, but I also did really enjoy it. I thought it was a good way to kind of bring them back together after almost six years. I, I, I really enjoy the album. Matt, anything from you? Well, I don't mind giving my honest opinion, though I did enjoy it. It was a head nodder. However... I felt like the drum beat in their songs was so repetitive. It was like the same thing, everything. It's almost like I was listening to the same song. No, I, I understand that. Fair yeah. I, yeah. I know the the back half of the album. They are very, they all are, they all are in one, you know, a more, a modern emo tone. Yeah. That's like, the way. I'm not hating on a drum or anything, but like, they could at least like, um, maybe like make the beat like different styles. No, that's completely valid criticism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's the song structure. I, I understand that completely. Uh, but you know, first album it is their seventh studio album yes, yes. i believe so yeah i i, I had it in my notes i would have to think about that. i was trying to make eye contact with you guys and also be factually correct but so yeah where would you put this uh, uh where would you rank this in terms of paramore's discography this is probably a little bit controversial but i i would rank it kind of high like i almost might want to put it at like third place like yeah i don't know I, we can get into our top ones later but i actually I think it was really. I think it was done really well. I, I would agree with that completely. Yes, uh, it, it it is my third Paramore ranked album. Mm-hmm. So I I did place that top three at three. Yes, uh, behind only Paramore and Riot. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to nitpick me for those, that's fair game. But I did have that as my third uh, third best Paramore album. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I actually ranked it six, and like I said earlier. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my apologies. Like, no, don't apologize. Oh, no, no. This yeah. is diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, it was just uh, the drum beat was so repetitive, and also, like, the more songs I listened to, the lyrics were, like, pretty morbid. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, which that's yeah. one of the reasons I kind of did enjoy it, is, like, it was half happy sounding. I'm doing them in air quotes. But the lyrics were really dark. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw, like, I know it was, like, the Paramore account or something made, like, a YouTube community thing. And it was, like, if you have experienced any of these, and it was, like, a long list of, like, a bunch of, like, just mental struggles. It was, like, you'll probably relate to this. I did see that, yes. I I think that was one of, like, my suggested reels on YouTube. (laughs) That's what it was, a reel or something. And it's, like, I I don't watch reels on YouTube, but I watch that one. Yep. But, yeah, I think uh, we can all agree that was a – well – I, we can't all agree <laughs> that we thought that was uh, some of Paramore's best work. I, I kind of – I was not expecting that. I thought we were going to have some pretty high reviews of it. Uh, but speaking of which, we are going to have some at least uh, default high reviews. We're going to get into our top songs of the album re- uh, right now. So I'll throw it over to you guys. Whoever wants to go first, I will take your third best song on the album. I guess I'll go, I'll go, I'll go this time. So third best song, um, I actually put Thick Skull. Okay. And yeah, it's just – I just enjoyed the build up because there was a, the, the scream scream at the end, and I just always enjoy this. Like you, you, you don't you won't, you won't expect a jump scare, but right. we kind of did because of the like, because of the build up. Yeah, th- like thick skull. That is the final song on the album. Correct? Yeah, like could could you even make the argument? You one of your criticisms was a lot of the songs sound the same. Could you even make the argument that say the last four songs were a build up yeah, to exactly. the end of like, thick skull? Well, and I very much would say, like, the album kind of be split up into two. Like, the first six or seven is, like, one thing. Then Liar, Crave, Thick Skull are, like, almost a separate entity. Very much so. In terms of both sound and substance, I would yes. agree with that. Elliot, you're third. Uh, so I originally did write them out, but I decided I wanted to do it live, see if it changed my opinions. I would probably actually put the title track at third, which I didn't expect originally, but... Yeah, yeah. R- ranking this was really hard for me because I loved, I really loved nine of the songs mm-hmm. on there, and I really did not like one. And of I them think I know particular. which one that is. I maybe. And what I will say is, I also had a hard time ranking it along with the albums. What I put as their worst few songs or worst albums, I still really enjoy. Oh yeah, like, I, I don't think Paramore makes bad music. No. So I mean, so my third song was actually the news, which mm-hmm. is one of their. Uh, they released three tracks before the album. This is why the news and Sakem saw, uh, this was the second track they released. I really liked it at first and I thought this was going to be my favorite song on the album. And then I heard the album and I thought it was just very good. Uh, but you know, this one kind of resonated with me kind of just, uh, you know, the song about all the monstrosities of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm studying politics and you know, my, uh, the uh, constant uh, theme of war, my, uh, my brother uh, served four tours in Iraq during, you know, the uh, war on terror. So, I mean, that kind of hit home. And it's like mm-hmm. the feeling of helplessness. Uh, that was something that really resonated with me. Uh, that's just my opinion on that. Let's get into mm-hmm. your guys' second favorite song on the album. Matt, we'll start with you again. Um, I put uh, Running Out of Time as my, as my second favorite because it relates to, like, the what shove could have moments that I'm pretty sure all of us uh probably been through. Mm-hmm. And in terms of instrument instrumental, uh the bass line just hit, just hits through the right moments as like you can just hear the pain in her voice. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and like, well, you alluded to some of the deep meanings of that song. Actually, on Paramore's TikTok, Haley Williams, the night before the album came out, she goes, 
this song is about me always being late for things. But if you want to look at it in a deep way, you can. No. Which, <laughs> and then yeah. they sang Running Out of Time <laughs> right well, after that. And you I know? feel like it's really much like time anxiety. Like that's I know a lot of people have like, I don't have 24 hours. Like I can't do everything. But exactly. It's yeah. like she's kind of making fun of herself, but it's also a really oh, very, very hard hitting concern. Song. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and we're all college students, so I'm pretty sure we've all been late to a class. Oh, yeah, yeah, we all understand the yeah, exactly. uh, time anxiety. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Allie, I'll turn it to you. Your second yeah. favorite song First, from the I album. agree with what you said about the news. I originally think I did have that as my third, but I don't. they always switch around in place. I'd say for number two, I might put Liar almost, which I think might be a little controversial because it is slower. But, I, like, it sounds sad, but it actually kind of makes me happy because it's about Haley Williams. Like, it's about her finding love, like... I don't know. It, it sounds sad, but it actually is kind of the lyrics in that one are probably some of the happier lyrics in the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second favorite song was Big Man, Little Dignity. Yep. And for, there is just one particular part. We're going to talk about this more strictly on the podcast version. You can find that on all podcast platforms. Shameless plug. Uh, but there are there is one part. It's towards the end of the chorus where she will go from humming in, har- uh, in harmony with uh, the other bandmates. Mm-hmm. And then she will almost kind of growl like Stevie. You know, I know exactly like Steve, what you're like, talking about. She will like growl like Stevie Nicks would. And like the first time mm-hmm. listening to that, I got chills because for some reason, I thought of Silver Spring by Fleetwood Mac when I heard that song for the first time. And just just because the way my brain works, I really just I love Big Man Little Dignity mm-hmm. on that album. I love that song so much. No, that that's is the, that's the one I'm replaying the most. That's gonna be in my top five listen songs on the year. I can tell you that now. It's different than other Paramore songs. Yes. I feel. but it's good. Like yeah, and it's different in the way too because typically when they go to you know like punch up sort of will they will do it in like a very up tempo mm-hmm. edgy you know you know two thousands alt rock oh, yeah. like scream style. But that was that was just a very simple straightforward get the point across type of message. And I, mm-hmm. I really love that song. And anyway, our last bit on the radio version, our number one song, Matt, once again, we'll start with you. All right. Uh, for my favorite song, I put liar just because I, I just like, I enjoyed the con like the context of it as the title implied. The song was basically a story of how her relationship was like toxic through, through to dishonesty and the lack of openness and the guitar, the guitar in the, in the song, it was basically screaming, this is how I feel, this is how this affected me, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, very very valid. I really, again, I said this was some of the hardest, like, this was the hardest album ranking I've ever had to do because mm-hmm. there are nine songs that I love. You no, know, I have revised my album ranking so many times. Like I said, today, I kind of just decided to not even have one and just go off vibes for it. Exactly. No, and so, I feel like that's how you have to do it. And just for some context for our listeners, we are doing this the Monday after the album came out. The album has not even been out for 72 hours yet. So, you know, there is a there is a lot of ambiguity when it comes to these rankings. They are, it's almost certain they're going to switch around on by a daily basis. On a daily basis. By the time you guys are hearing this on Sunday, we'll probably have changed our list completely. Oh, 100%. And yeah. So, Elliot, you haven't given your favorite that song. That being yet, said, oh, I ahead. might say Thick Skull. I don't know. I watched a little clip on Spotify before they started, and she mentioned, like, oh, Thick Skull it was the first one we wrote. Like, you have to wait till the end of the album. So I really hyped myself up for it. So that could also be why I kind of like it. But I don't know, just something about it. Like, I I don't even really know what it was. I just, I, it's definitely not one I can replay and, like, 
have a good time to like right, but it's one of those songs where you, when you listen to it you know it's like there's actual substance, substance going yes. into your ears which yes. is when i think they're at their best like i i would agree with that i would agree with that completely all right and then yeah. i'll i'll give my favorite song on the album i'll be i'll be the cliche one my favorite is still this is why mm-hmm. i think that kind of has to have like a special place amongst paramore's discography oh, yeah. simply because that was their first chart topper it was the first song that came out. When I heard that song for the first time, that's what made me pitch this idea to Isabel saying, Hey, I want to review this album. I'll host it. Uh, you know, that like you know, that song really drew me back into Paramore because that was their first mm-hmm. song in five years. And it really gets stuck in your head. It, like I, it does. It does. And that song really it it made me so excited to hear the rest of this album. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the rest of this album, if you guys want to hear the rest of our song rankings and even more about Paramore's This Is Why album. Make sure you listen to the full-length version of this episode on all podcast platforms. Just search Entertainment Rebooted. But that concludes our time with you here on 88.1. If you guys are still listening at this point, it means you are the real MVPs. We appreciate all of you. This is Paramore's This Is Why Album Review Podcast Edition. The rest of the episode. What didn't make the radio waves. We're getting right back into it, guys. We're going to do songs 4 through 10 on the album, but in case you guys need a quick refresher, Matt, you give your songs 1 through 3, Elliot, you'll give your songs 1 through 3, yep. and I'll give my songs 1 through 3, and then we'll get into 4 through 10. All right, everyone, so my first, so number 3, I put Thick Skull because mm-hmm. of the buildup to the scream at the end. Yep. Uh, number 2, I put Running Out of Time because it just relates to like those World Show Cup moments that all of us have probably been through and and like i said with the baseline and the pain and her voice corresponding and uh, and of course like i'm pretty sure like all all of you listening you've been late to somewhere before so mm-hmm. of course so of course like this is gotta be number two and my ultimate favorite one was liar just because of the story behind it like every song has a story and this story def- definitely like i was so intrigued very yeah. much so elliot your top three, just for a refresher yeah, for the for listeners. Third, I said this is why. I mean, it's fun. You can dance to it. You can have a good time with it. Their first song in like almost seven, six, six oh, years. Six yeah. years, a long time. Number two, I put Liar for pretty much the same reasons Matt said. And it also really reminded me of Pedals for Armor, Haley Williams' first solo album, yes. which I loved. And then number one, I put Thick Skull, not because it's the one that I love to listen to the most, because I think it's one of the deepest songs that they have. Like, on this album very very solid rankings i'll give my top three and then we'll continue our album ranking my number three was the news uh, i alluded i i'm just gonna run through these i gave my reasons on the radio version the news big man little dignity and this is why mm-hmm. so we'll go four through ten right now matt we'll throw it to you your fourth song off of this is why all right so my fourth song i'll put you first because it talked about a serious issue that is pretty common nowadays, especially with, with the pandemic a couple couple years ago, mental health. Mental health. Personally, I had a little personal struggles with mental health, and I especially like the message where the bad behavior comes with a price. Like you can't get away with with everything, like being a, being a, being a jerk or anything like right. that. And trust me, trust me. Uh, I I live I live right by Ak- I live in Akron. Mm-hmm. It, I, run, I always run into a bunch of jerks every single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Elliot, I'll throw it to you. Your okay. fourth song on the album? Yeah. For fourth, I had – or I'm saying the news. It's just – we can all relate to it. Like, the one line, it's turn on, turn off the news. Like, you turn yeah. it on. 
I want to know what's going on, but it just it's so depressing to watch the news to have it playing. It's so just I feel like we can all relate to this, like the political oh, the, the bri- everything. The bridge yeah. of that song is a microcosm for so many things. And just when, ta- just take the bridge and that can apply mm-hmm. to so many things individually. Oh yeah. And then like when she oh, I can't even think of the lyric, but when everything else stops and she's just like all along, along we, call we it, called yep, it yep. yep. Like I just uh, I don't know. I love it. Well, the lyrics were all along. We call it normal. normal we, yes. we all we looked at each other then then stopped like, yeah. saying them. I was like you know exactly. Uh, what yeah, I'm exactly. About. Yeah. Uh, but my fourth song is "Running Out of Time." Mm-hmm. Again, you know, knowing that what Haley said about the song, like in more of a joking manner, kind of took away a little bit of the deeper interpretations I had of it. Uh, but it's still very much a great song, very relatable. "Running Out of Time" is my fourth song. Uh, for fifth, we'll go in reverse order. Elliot, I'll throw it to you first. Your right. fifth song on the album. This one was hard. It was a debate between, honestly, all of the rest one, rest of them. Like, I I feel so guilty ranking these two because mm-hmm. I really love nine of these songs. I, also, I feel like it, it's yeah. like picking children. You can't it do is. it. They're all my babies. Like this, song, this album is so good. I did say running out of time almost solely for like the pre-chorus when it's something I can't say in the radio, but it's what if I'm just a selfish blank yes. no regard it's like i relate to it like i'm trying my hardest or when she's like intentions can only get you so far whatever the exact lyric yeah is, I, like, yeah yeah running out of time all right matt your fifth song on the album oh uh, for fifth i put big man little dignity okay and it was because i did i enjoyed the instrumentals i enjoyed the vocals and and I felt like I had to play the song many times just to understand the context of the song. Like like I said, every song has a story behind it. And that's what makes it like more mysterious. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I absolutely love that song. So oh, very, very valid selection there. My fifth song on the album was Crave. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I did think it was a good change of pace. That's sort of when the album kind of makes the jump from like traditional Paramore to a little more you know, off the deep end, you know, we've kind of seen that out of artists in the pandemic. Uh, they, they kind of are going places they typically haven't before. And I thought Crave really marked that for Paramore. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go into number six, Elliot. Once again, I'll throw it to you. Yeah. Again, like I was debating big man, little dignity. I love Crave. I love like it was, it was a hard choice. I did end up saying Crave for this one. There's one line specifically that I really like in it, which says she says, I romanticize even the worst of times. When all it took to make me cry was being alive, which is absolutely depressing lyric. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like we can all kind of relate to, oh, looking back, like through rose colored glasses, like everything was so good when it might Ex- not have been. Like, you, you, I think that was very much agree. You don't remember the everyday struggles. You no. kind of just remember the very ambiguous parts of your day to day life. You don't remember what, really what was stressing you out over. The, like, exactly. I, I think of, like that line really resonated with me because it mm-hmm. made me think about, you know, Oh, you know, just a couple years ago, it's like, oh, you know, that was so much fun. But then I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, was it really because you were stressed over X, Y, and Z? And I thought very – and the way she sings it too. Oh, it's so good. No, like even – I remember in the middle of – in the middle of COVID, like I'm like, oh, this was such a good time. But it was also one of the hardest – like I struggle a lot during it, but I'm always like, oh, I had so much fun. It's like I'm just looking back, remembering the best times. But it was also one of – it was both the best and worst times. Like I met a lot of new people, I mean virtually, but – I also had a lot going on, like obviously COVID. So exactly. Like, I understand that completely. We're still, I, I lost track of where we're at. Matt, we're on number six, correct? Correct. All right, your sixth song. 
I put the news because uh, first of all, in terms of instrumentals, the combination of the guitar, drums, and vocals w were just magic. It was like candy to my ears. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics, it, it basically gave me flashbacks to 2020, where there were like all the riots, the pandemic, the basically just every every and any, the, yeah. anything you can think of that applies to exactly anything. exactly. So I just got, got like World War II flashbacks. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, my sixth song, I know this one was very high for you guys. Again, this ranking was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Uh, I put Liar mm -hmm. at six. Really struggling. Now. Like, I feel like every – ranking these so low feels sacrilegious. Even saying it right now, I'm like, it's like I need ah, to change it. No, it's, I love all of these songs. I, I love nine of these songs so much. Yes. All right, lucky number seven. Elliot, I'll throw it to you. Your seventh I song. I did allude to Big Man Little Dignity in the last one. I originally had this, like the first listen through, I had this all the way up there. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept listening to other songs and I was like, I like them all. Ah. So it went down. I I find it a fu fun song. Like, like we said earlier, it's different than their other stuff. Yeah. But the lyrics are also very, not going to get into them, but they're very like, there's a lot going there on. There is, them. yeah. And then I'll throw that back to you, Matt. Your seventh song on the album. I put Crave as my song favorite song because I wasn't really vibing with the with the instrumentals or vocals or anything. But it did the lyrics and and like what what should we call it? Oh, it it just gives me a flow of nostalgia. Like it was like back when we were younger, we were playing with our friends, and like summer meant something to us. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. Yeah, especially personally, summer twenty eleven. What a time. Summer of twenty. I know uh, all the memes mm -hmm. that um, the millennials loves the summer of 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, like it was a good time. Yeah, just the like the peak of everything. I understand that completely. Oh yeah. All right, my seventh song was "You First." Mm -hmm. Really like it. Again, I I feel so bad ranking these so low, but it doesn't mean that I don't like them. Like I, mm, I I, I want to just yell at myself, but I don't know what I'm gonna replace it with. This mm -hmm. album, it, it's been on repeat for me every day the past three days. It's been out. I, you know, maybe mm -hmm. maybe it was maybe it was an error on our part to record this so soon after the album came out. We'll, <laughs> I don't re know. we'll remember this for future oh, reference. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into number eight. So we'll throw it back to Matt. It, Matt, your eighth song on the album says "Come Saw." Well, first of all, the na na nas were so repetitive. If it weren't for that, I would rank it higher because I. Basically, like everything else about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, Elliot, I'll throw it to you. I I have some thoughts about that. I'm going to get into it later. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say now, I I didn't like it at first. I do not. But I'm going to leave it for that. These last, not next, not last two. These next two are not bad songs. They're just here because they suffer from what I always suffer with. They're in the middle of the album. Uh, they're not as remember yes. memorable to me. The, tra like, the transition. You first. It is a good song, but I have to put it here just because... Like, I know I like it, but I can't it, actually it think of how it, it goes right now. It doesn't stick out to you right away. Like, you I know? can't think of the chorus right now unless I actually really think about it. I understand that completely. Uh, my eighth song is Figure Eight. I wrote, what really made me mad, this was the seventh track on the album. But again, it's just kind of the middle of the album syndrome where it's it's not really rememberable, but I know it's a good song, just like you were saying. Mm -hmm. All right, we have two songs left each. Elliot, I'll throw it back to you. Your ninth song on the album. Yeah, I did put Figure Eight for this one for the same reasons. Like, it's just it's the middle of the album. I know I liked it. I kind of mix up Figure Eight, You First. Like, I know that I liked it. I just 
it doesn't stand out as much. And that's on me. I just need to listen to it more. I, I get that. I understand but that completely. Middle album syndrome. I do it with every album I listen to. The beginning and end are strong. The middle, I don't remember you're, as much. You're preaching to the choir here. I completely understand, Matt. I also put figure eight. And it's also because it talked about getting lost in life. That just stressed me out because it reminds me, like, I'm getting closer to graduating college. What am I going to do after that? Right. Right. And then my number nine song, you know, I Matt, this was your number one song, I believe. It was Thick Skull. And yeah. I think it kind of just for me. Oh, it was yeah. Elliot's number one. My apologies. Yeah, Thick the Skull is number three for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, for me, it kind of. I under. Like the buildup at the end very was very great. I still like this song a lot, but at the same time, it did sound like just the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really differenti- differentiate itself until it was almost kind of too late. Mm-hmm. So the back half of the song. So it kind of had. It kind of had the misfortune of following up some forgettable songs, so you forget yeah. what made it stand out. Again, I really like this song. Nine of them I really loved, and we're going to get into number 10, which is the song I didn't love. Yeah. And I'll start this one off. I did not like Say Kamsa. I thought that that song, it annoyed me for the only time I can ever say I thought they got lazy with the lyrics. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Just I... I I love Haley Williams, you know, singing, you know, deeply close to the microphone, but like, mm-hmm. it just wasn't doing it for me. It just wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. It felt forced almost. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was two different songs kind of jumbled into one. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, like with all the na 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 nas, like where where, where we heard that before. And then you yeah. know, say Kamsala, the translation is uh, it is what it is, which I do actually like that being like. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but it's just no. It I got so annoying. Yeah. But. I also put that at ten. The first time I listened to it, I didn't like it. The more I listened to it, I actually did grow to appreciate it more. Like, lyrically, I think that it's fun. Like, I like the verses when she goes out of, like, the... Like, that part. Yeah. And she's actually, like, doing the talking close to the mic. I do really like it, but it wa- I didn't like it at first. So I think that's why I just put it this low. But Yeah, and this was one of the... This was the last song they released mm-hmm. before the album itself. I thought yeah. they could have released another one of these things and got mm-hmm. even more publicity for this thing. Because this album is phenomenal at least in my opinion that being said though i still did like it i know you didn't quite as much but no, i oh oh sorry take them yeah yeah no i still did like that one but it took a few listens to to fair get enough used to fair it. enough all right matt your final song on the album uh y'all gonna hate me but th- but i put this is why is my least favorite and because mm-hmm. it talked about like the horrors the devastation and the tragedy about about the pandemic and personal personally i I I just like like felt so uncomfortable because mm-hmm. personally like with the pand when the pandemic started I was my senior of high school I was almost done grad I was about to I was about to like walk the walk the stage and then yeah. the pandemic got away with that. Mm-hmm. I think we were all in similar situations there. I, I understand that completely. Uh but yeah, that mm-hmm. concludes our uh, album rankings yeah. one through ten on that the hardest album I've ever had oh, to yeah. do on this. Now, mind you, the only other albums I've had to review on this were Midnight's and Viva Las Vengeance. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, that was some low hanging for. I st- I still like both those albums, but I mean, this album is this is in a, a class of yes. its own oh, as far exactly. as what I've had to review. Now, do you guys have a favorite particular part of the album? I know I left this kind of uh, up in the air on the outline. If there's a if there's a favorite part of this album that you would just like to talk about right now. Yeah. Floor is yours. Honestly, I have probably a favorite part of every song. I'm not going to go through them because that would be way too much. Right. But I really liked just in This Is Why, 
she like they alluded to a lot of other songs like she said this is why i don't leave my house like i know in be alone from their self-titled album she says and what if i don't want to leave my house and then and why we ever from her solo she said like i spent the weekend at home again so i like how she just related to other stuff but i just i have so many things that's just the one that stands out to me right now but like every song has a standout lyric or instrumental thing to me honestly oh very much so and i alluded to this on the radio cut but just uh the end of the chorus on big man little uh, dignity yes or mm-hmm. like harmonized humming i don't know why it kind of just like it scratches my brain like i like I, I love like like kid cuddy i just love listening to him hum and like when param like when i heard the humming i'm like okay this song's automatically gonna be on the podium for me just because of that but then I again Haley Williams vocals coming out of that where she almost kind of growls and it sounds just like Stevie Nicks. Who I love Oh my like, god, Chef's Kiss. No, that Chef's that was one kiss. of my like favorite moments also. Yeah. First time I heard that, it was Friday evening, and I'm like, okay, this is this, this is, is phenomenal. Good. Yes. Yeah. I did oh sorry, do you have, I was gonna do you have any favorite parts from the album? I do. I actually want to talk about the cover, the where their faces were smushed. Yeah, the smushed faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel I feel like 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 I said like this has this corresponds with the lyric uh this is why I don't leave my house, I this base this basically uh represents uh isolation because of because how all we had, we all had to quarantine from the pandemic, yeah, mm-hmm. all right very yeah. solid thoughts and you know like every album release at this point by fueled by ramen at Atlantic Records it's mm-hmm. followed by a tour, and Paramore yes. is going on a North American tour. And they are coming to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So I want to ask mm-hmm. you guys: Was this album good enough for you to want to, for you to want to see them on tour? And how many songs from this album would you like to see them play on this tour? Um, I'll go first. I do. I, I have tickets for the show Me or too. for the concert. <laughs> I bought them before I heard the album. Me uh, too. I had pre-sale. Bought them with my best friend. But yeah, I I do feel like it's good a good enough album to go on tour. Honestly, this is just me being selfish. I want to hear every song. Not just from this album, their entire discography. I want it just all. all of them. But all honestly, them. Like, almost this entire album, I feel like, could be performed on tour and done well. Like, I would agree I just, with that, yes. I, I want to see them perform live. Never, never got, I've never gotten the chance to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'll be almost like, I don't want to say life-changing, but... It'll be a very be great experience. Amazing experience. Yes. All right, Matt, same question to you. Is the album good enough for you to see on tour? And how many songs... From the album, would you like to see them play on tour? Honestly, I would only like to see them five, but the answer to it is yes and no. It's a little complicated. Like from perspective, I feel like listening to a band perform like live in concert is much better experience than listening to a streaming service like YouTube, Spotify, mm-hmm. Amazon. Completely Music. agree. Oh yeah, I'm just speaking from a perspective, more like not not like whether I like the album or not. Oh, a very, mm-hmm. very fair point uh, by all means. But yeah, uh, I'm going to ask the same question to me. I do have tickets for this tour already. Mm-hmm. So excited to see it. Now, I again, I love the album. I have a feeling they're, I mean, I think they're probably going to pick six songs off this album if I, I just had to guess. Like six six, six uh, or seven. You know, because I, I did see Panic at the Disco's Viva Las Vengeance tour. And when they performed the entire album straight through, kind of killed the vibe. And yeah. I don't want Paramore to do that same thing because, like, with these, like, alt-rock bands, you create such a good vibe to where mm-hmm. if you just break it up and just perform your album straight through, it really does kind of Lose take – it, it yeah. loses some of the wow factor mm-hmm. in a way, I guess. 
Uh, so I would like them. I would like them to take you know six or seven songs off of this album. I'll perform them live on tour. Mm-hmm. And you know, just before their tour begins, can we talk about their opening for Taylor Swift on the Eras yes. tour on the West Coast? Uh huh. In uh, San Francisco and Arizona. Yeah. She is opening, or Haley Williams and Paramore are opening for Taylor Swift. Can we talk about how lucky those people are to get to see that? Jealous. It is an absolute travesty that I don't get to see that. Mm-hmm. No, I, the things I would do to see them more than one. Honestly, I do like, this isn't a Taylor pod, or segment, but I do like the openers for the other ones. But I mean, come on, Paramore. Like, like I, I have Eras tickets. I mean, like, I gr- also gr- do, yeah. Girl in Red opens for the show I'm going to. By well. no means. Oh, are you going to Pittsburgh? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. By no means am I disappointed in that. Girl in Red's great, but if I got to see a two-in-one Taylor Swift Paramore concert, that would probably be music mecca oh, in yeah. my mind. Like you got it. It's like it's probably the gonna be the most iconic moment of 2023. I uh-huh. would I would agree to that. I just I I'm so jealous for let's say the the three the, the three hundred like six six performances or so at sixty thousand seats. Mm-hmm. The three hundred and sixty thousand of you that get to see that on the West Coast. Uh, you are living in everyone's dreams, oh, so yeah. do not take that those nights for granted. Uh, I am very envious. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up our This Is Why album review. Uh, we have any final thoughts we'd like to get out to the listeners? Uh, I just I found a quote that Haley Williams made that I feel like kind of summarizes why I like the album so much. Oh, please share. And it was kind of talking about how because I I liked it because it did have a lot of deeper meanings. And she said this was with a Billboard interview. She said. Everything is political. It's either politicized to a degree that maybe isn't fair or just inherently political. Even if I tried not to say one word about anything political on the album, I think it's just in the DNA. It was in every conversation. And I feel like it's just that kind of summarizes why I like it. Like it is such a deep album. She doesn't have to say anything political, anything outwardly like I'm struggling mentally, but she's been open about her mental illness in the past. She's been open about her political stances. So without mentioning them, you can pick up on them in the album, which I absolutely loved. Oh, very much so. And I, I, I did not see that quote. I, I do understand the underlying theme of everything is has a political message, mm-hmm. whether it's directly said or not. I think we had a great conversation about that on the pot on this podcast when it came to the news mm-hmm. like that. It can apply to everything and any, and everything yes, that song specifically that, that like, like that, like that. That's what came to my mind when you uh, read that quote off. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matt, any final or miscellaneous thoughts you may have? Honestly, I don't. I think I said all I need to say. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. If you listen to the podcast version, we appreciate it. You're the real MVPs of this. Once again, my name is Matt Permuka, and I was joined by Elliot McNeely, Matthew Hordusky. Thank you once again for listening. Make sure you check out all of the other great stuff we have here at Entertainment Rebooted, from The Bachelor to the Grammys to anything in pop culture. I will be back hosting another album review pretty soon with maybe another boy band that might be falling out. Mm -hmm. I will see you all very soon.